0: Hi everybody, how are you? I'm very well. I am back from my day at school, and it's oh, it's really good. So let me tell you all about it. So you go in um, now. If you are a pupil, um, you there are there are lines for you to um, for you to uh, line up, um, and it's all sort of marked out for you. <clears throat> And um, you go in, um, they like sort of mark you were in and they, um, you know, there's like sort of hand sanitizers everywhere and there's like clear marking for you to, you know, where you can go. And there's like lots of signs which says like, no exit here. Um, And it was just lovely. It was just so lovely to go in and see... Um, some faces. Who did I see? I saw Mr. Shaw. Um, he was so smiley. He was so lo- it was so lovely just to see him. And I saw Mr. Burns. I saw Mr. Speed. Um, who else did I see? Mrs. Cantor. Uh, I saw Miss Houston, who, as some of you will know, she is one of my best friends. Um, so that was lovely to see. It was really lovely to see her. I really super missed her. Because um, <clears throat> she's brilliant, um, and so that was really good. Um, what else? I went because oh, I, I was actually in teaching Year Twelves today, so I went through. Now to get to, to teach the Year Twelves, you have the Year Twelves and Thirteens are in the X block, X block at the moment, so you have to go sort of through and round. Um, and so that's a bit weird and you have to go um, through the sports right right round and, and sort of round and past the um, where they do the IT bit and then through and round okay and so that's a bit weird um, but it's all sort of signed off um, and there are loads of places where you wash your hands and stuff like that so you know where to and it's all one way So it was amazing, really, really amazing. And it's all sort of well thought out. You've got, um, um, uh, sort of Belinda there and Paul, you know, the um cleaners, and they're sort of, you know, what have you touched? (laughs) Where are you going? Don't go there, you know. Um, and so it's just, it's just so super organized. Um, and you've got, um, um miss melia and people who've been there you know quite often who really know what they're doing obviously i've not been in so i'm kind of a bit i don't know where i'm supposed to be um but obviously uh she's been in you know several people have been in quite a lot and so it was that was really lovely so i went in and i saw um mrs turner who you know head of sixth form um she might have come and picked you up if you were naughty etc etc and mr williams uh, you know one of the vice principals um he was there and he was kind of explaining how the day was for us was going to happen and stuff and how people were going it was just so great everything so when i got to my classroom the chromebooks were already set out everything was set out for me um and i had a um some spray that i had you know had to spray when everybody left with some wipes um everything everything was already there for me for me to do um it was just so super organized um it was brilliant absolutely brilliant and i felt completely thought about I felt completely safe I really did I promise you guys it was brilliant so that's my day Um, I came back came back home put my um, clothes um, straight into the washing machine which is what you're supposed to do Um, went and had a shower and then that was it Um, and I just feel I just felt like um it was brilliant having been back into the classroom having seen you know um my my class um i, I was it, it was just fantastic um and i felt really happy um making having you know making sure for my personal self that um i knew what was going on and uh, and so any time that i have to Um, go back into school now. I know the system and I know that everybody's... um, has worked really, really hard to make it as safe as possible. It's great, guys. It's really good. But you'll, you know, you'll see when when you come in. I promise you, it's really good. Don't take my word for it. But that's my experience of it. So... Um, maybe when I go in on Friday, maybe I'll take a couple of pictures or something, but that's what I found. Um, so, um, there's, you know, obviously there's no drama going on in my room. Um, but, um, because at the moment, because with the two meters, meters thing, that's not happening. Um, and when we're not in my room anyway, we were over in the X block, um, but slowly, slowly, you know, getting there, getting there, getting there, um, and I felt, it felt just great to be back in the classroom, um, and it, you know, and it really sort of brings it back how much I've missed being there, really, really had. So, <clears throat> if you have any questions that you want to ask me then give me an email Um, uh, karen.vanderhoven at turnerschools.com and I will email you or you know or give you a ring or whatever so just give me give me a shout email me and and i you know if you're worried I can I can talk to you about what it was like Okay? Um, Like I say, I'm back in on Friday. Um, And then I'm going to be in all next week. Um, And I am not frightened about it at all. Um, I'm not going to be flustered about it at all now. Now that I've actually gone in, um, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't worried about it at all, really. I was a bit nervous, but... Um, because I know Paul and Belinda and because I know that they would make it as safe as possible. Um, You know, but they've just got it so well organised. Really have. Right, okay. So, Sonnet 81. Where have we got to? Where has Shakespeare gone to now? So yesterday, for some reason, only he knows why he'd gone into boats and seas and was being quite snippy i've already seen the fox i don't know what he's doing so let's see what let's see what's going on okay so to one or i shall live your epitaph to make or you survive when i in earth am rotten from hence your memory death cannot take Although in me each part will be forgotten, your name from hence immortal life shall have. Though I, once gone, to all the world must die, the earth can yield me, but a common grave. When you entombed, in men's eyes shall lie. Your monument shall be my gentle verse which eyes not yet created shall o'erread and tongues to be your being shall rehearse when all the breathers of this world are dead. You still shall live such virtue hath my pen where breath Most breathes even in the mouths of men. Okay, there we go. So it's a bit bizarre, isn't it? This, or I shall live. Or I shall live your epitaph to make or you survive when I in earth am rotten so he's gone back to what he knows hasn't he he's gone back to what he knows he's, he's he's this 81 deals with the notion of immortality through poetry he's gone back or i shall live your epitaph to make or you survive when i am sorry when i in earth am rotten from hence your memory death cannot take although in me each part will be forgotten. Either I will live to write your epitaph after you die, or you will survive me when I am rotting in the grave. Uh, Death cannot take away your memory, but it will cause everything to do with me to be forgotten. Um, um, Although in me each part will be forgotten. That's right, yes. Your name uh, from hence immortal life shall have, though I once gone to all the world must die. The earth can yield me but a common grave when you entombed in men's eyes shall lie. Your monument shall be my gentle verse, which eyes not yet created shall o'erread. Actually I think that's O Reed. Um Reed, or Reed. Okay. Um la, 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 la. your name will live eternally, but once I'm gone, I'll be dead to the world. I'll only be granted an ordinary grave, but your tomb will be everywhere Um where where everyone can sit, <clears throat> your monument will be these tender poems of mine, yes which future generations will read and talk about, okay, so it shall be o a read o a read, so now we'll talk about why Shakespeare has rhymed o a read and dead because which eyes. Not yet created, yet shall er read, and tongues to be your being shall rehearse when all the breathers of this world are dead. So he's re- he's sh- he's, rhymed, re- read and dead, hasn't he? So we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, nom, 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 nom. you shall, you still shall live. Such virtue hath my pen, where breath, most breathes. Even in the mouths of men, my pen has such power that you shall that you'll not only stay alive you'll live where the essence of life resides in the breath and voices of men, so it's that thing the pen is you know, the pen is mightier than the sword, my pen is such power that you'll not only stay alive, you'll live where the essence of life resides in the breath and voices of the men. You know, your people men will tell stories of you. Okay. So back in, you know, and I was talking to you about Read, read, and dead. Okay, so there was no, back in the day, back in the 16th century, there was no fixed pronunciation of words like um, read and dead. So read, as in the present tense, could have actually have rhymed with dead in Shakespearean times. It could have done. It could have been Read. Um, same with earth and death and breath. It is thought that, um, to rhyme move and love, which sounds off to us, would not have been so when it was written. Um, this has also got to do, don't forget, to do with, um, not... Because we had... uh, We've got our uh, pronunciation... Received pronunciation. Don't forget, they have... You know, they've got their original pronunciation. You know, when I do my thing like that. So, read and deed. Okay? So, don't forget that they've got their original pronunciation. So, now, you've got that there. So, that's probably why that you've got the the discrepancy in the rhyming there. So what is going on? So there is is this thing about making a monument, creating a monument. Um, All of this. You know, I shall live your epitaph to make... You know, I will create a monument for you. And, you know, even a bit here, when it says, um, your being shall rehearse, you know, that's really clever, isn't it? When, you, when you've when got to rehearse, like a hearse where you're... Um, a hearse being like some, something that you put a dead body in two um, and um, uh, and to um, um, which like leads you to think of a tomb a monument an epitaph um and you know and so um, Shakespeare is is you know he's going back to this tried and tested um, method of um Uh, immortalizing the fair youth in his death through his death um, um, throughout the times um, in, throughout all history um, your name from hence immortal shall have life That's pretty big. For somebody who is obviously as vain as the fair youth. That's it. Your name from hence, from here on in, immortal shall have life. Can the other poet offer him that? You know, this is what Shakespeare is bargaining. Um... And, and Shakespeare obviously means to win back the fair youth. With that, he offers him a refuge from the decay of time. Um, at a time when, he, when Shakespeare is being challenged by the rival poet um this is his this is his game plan um which is you know it's re- pretty interesting because he's betting his his uh poet his ability um, at verse, which you know we were seeing him sort of denigrate and say my my poetry is worthless, but now he's actually he's saying, you know he's really rating his poems, isn't he? He's really rating his um ability, so that was you know you know we were talking about how actually that wasn't really true about the fact that his his ability to write sonnets we 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 agreed didn't we that that was that was a false humility well now that we can see actually um now we can see that his he actually has an overconfidence about his sonnets and his verse and that is in contrast with his humility about his personage, you know, about the fact that he's old and wrinkled and not worth the fair youth. So you have that kind of duelling battle going on within Shakespeare, the fact that he's personally not worthy of the fair youth, but in terms of practical ability... Oh, yes, he is, and he's gonna fight for the fair youth's affection using his skills um and his talent um and he and he's gonna do that, and he, um and he and he asserts at the end that the fair youth shall live um because. Um, Such virtue hath my pen. You shall, you still shall live because such virtue hath my pen. Such truth has my pen. You still shall live because such virtue hath my pen. I write with such truth. That's pretty big. Now this bit is, you know, so that's what he's saying. Now, this bit is pretty weirdy. da 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 Okay, your monument, your monument shall be my gentle verse, which eyes not yet created shall o'erread, read, and tongues to be, tongues to be, your being shall rehearse. Guys, we are eyes not yet created, and we are tongues to be. Isn't that freaky? We are the people who are looking at this verse, and we are the tongues to be talking about who this is in the 16th century. And that's testament to the fact that actually Shakespeare did have a virtue in his pen so yeah he was right he was right to say that um, and the faith you know should have I, I, you know does he go with him does he does he favour him well if he's got any um nous in his head then he will do I don't know we'll see We'll see how it goes, won't we? We'll see how it goes. So, um, we're carrying on, we're carrying on, we're carrying on. Um, The um, poem that I have got for you today is uh, a poem for... It's it's called, called A Poet to His Baby Son by somebody called James Weldon Johnson. Um, and I realised yesterday that the majority of the poets, poems, that we had looked at but were on the whole, guys. They were by white poets. So I'm trying to redress the balance. So for the rest of the week, Um, the poems are going to be by um, black people. Uh, Simply because... um, I think that's shocking that, you know, out of the... I think we've had Mayor, Mayor Angelou. And I did somebody yesterday. And that's it, I think. And that is because where I look you know, the poems that are, um, given, you know, sort of, in my, in my face, or in my education, uh, are white poets, and so I need to re-educate myself, and I need to have a look round, um, I know Benjamin Zephaniah. But I need to have a bit of a look um, and try and find some... You know, I know that there are other poets out there. So I'm going to do that. Um, and we're going to do that together. Okay, so this is James Weldon Johnson. And this is he's really massively interesting. B- uh, born June 1871. Died June... 1938 he was an american writer and civil rights activist he was leader of the national association for the advancement of the colored people which is what um people called themselves then which was the n-a-a-c-p um really um important um movement of, of political movement Right, so in the 19, 1920, he was the first African American to be chosen as an executive secretary of the organization. Appointed under President Theodore Roosevelt as US Consulate in Venezuela and Nicaragua from 1906 to 1913. He was the first American um, uh African African American professor to be ha- uh, hired in New York University. He became involved in the campaign to pass the Dyer Anti Lynching Bill as the southern states did not prosecute um, persecutors. Now, I'm raising this the Dyer Anti Lynching Bill because it's relevant. Because um, not till 2018 did the senate united states senate pass the anti-lynching uh legislation but the house of representatives but the house of representatives didn't didn't take any action and recently um, uh there was um some whoopsie there was some there was a an attempt to uh, to to get another um, bill through um, the Senate, um, and a um, guy called Rand Paul like stood, uh, stood in opposition. He was the only one who stood in opposition. Um, so Kamala Harris, Cory Booker and Tim Scott, the only three African members of, of the Senate, led the unanimous passage of the legislation in that chamber in 2018 and 19. The House of Representatives then passed it by a two, oh, sorry, 410 to 4 vote in February, but renamed it for the Emmett Till, for Emmett Till, a 14-year-old boy lynched in mississippi in 1955 um yeah and then uh Paul stood um yeah was um stood against it and it has to be unanimous um and then apparently um so i've got in front of me 4075 african americans were lynched in twelve southern states between eighteen seventy seven and nineteen fifty, according to uh, to a two thousand fifteen report. Um, the reason it's relevant is because you know he was working on that. Um, uh, he like you know um, he was working in that on that bill. So James Weldon Johnson was working on that bill, and we still haven't managed to... They still haven't managed to pass that anti-lynching bill through the Senate. Um, Which is crazy. Which is, you know, that is absolutely crazy. Um, And uh, Rand Paul did that... On the um, funeral of George, George Floyd, and so to to do that, to have a like a lone senator standing in the way of the bill that would make lynching a federal hate crime, um, saw you know a lot of upset um, in America, um, and it was very very difficult. Um, for the um for the other senators to understand what was going on, um, especially when they saw um you know the the killing of Floyd by the white Minneapolis police officer who kneeled on his neck for nearly nine minutes um, they they likened it to a twenty first century lynching, and that was part of what spurred on more than you know what? How many ever many weeks was it? Two weeks, three weeks, two weeks, of worldwide protests. So, um, uh, James wrote about um, wrote this this poem um, about being a poet to his baby son. Um, and about um, about his feelings about being a poet okay so I'm going to read it to you this is so this is called A Poet To His Baby Son Tiny Bit Of Humanity blessed with your mother's face and cursed with your father's mind. I say cursed with your father's mind because you can lie so long and so quietly on your back, playing with your dimpled big toe of your left foot and looking away through the ceiling of the room and beyond. Can it be that already you are thinking of being a poet? Why don't you kick and howl And make the neighbours talk about that damn baby next door. And make up your mind forthwith to grow up and be a banker or a politician or some other sort of go-getter or whatever you decide on. Rid yourself of these incipient, incipient thoughts about being a poet. For poets no longer are makers of songs chanters of the gold and purple harvests, sayers of the glories of earth and sky, of the sweet pain of love and the keen joy of living, no longer dreamers of the essential dreams and interpreters of the eternal truth. Through the eternal beauty, poets these days are unfortunate fellows baffled in trying to say old things in new way or new things in an old language. They talk abracadabra in an unknown tongue, each one fashioning for himself a wordy world of shadow problems as a self-imagined atlas struggling under it with puny legs and arms groaning out incoherent complaints at his load. My son, this is no time nor place for a poet. Grow up and join the big busy crowd that scrambles for what it it thinks it wants out of this old world which is as it is and probably always will be. Take the advice of a father who knows. You cannot begin too young not to be a poet. I think that's quite a sad... I think it's quite a sad um, poem to to write about not being a poet um, and not wanting your child to be um, creative. But I think you can understand it. I think if you look around you can understand it and I think if you can um think about what he was doing then you can understand it you know he was um opposing race riots in northern cities and the lynchings frequently in the south you know um It was, you know, that must have been awful. Absolutely awful. What a world, what a world to live in. And what a shame that from 1917, in all that time, we haven't managed <laughs> to pass that bill we haven't managed to stop it what does that say about us so that is that is us today so um, that is why it's important for us to look at um history I'm gonna find somebody from the UK um, tomorrow Um, yeah I'm gonna find somebody from the UK tomorrow Um, so don't forget guys if you have anything that you want to ask me do get in touch I'd be loving to hear from you do um, uh, yeah do say hello if you want to Um, and yeah stay in apart from when you're out and about saying hi, but do remember to um, keep being safe, you know, and um, just stay safe. It's very, very important to remember that, you know, there is still um, a lockdown going on Um, and stay gorgeous. Alright guys, speak to you tomorrow. Take care.